0: Thanks for joining. Uh, For this second podcast, uh, I thought I would focus in on, uh, you know, what is the technology spell? And we're trying to raise a more present generation, you know, we're trying to support and raise our youngest folks to be more present, to be more mindful, to be more authentic in their actions and their thoughts and their words. Um, You know, it's this challenge of living in a very persuasive technology driven world um for our young folks is something we should be talking about and today I wanted to talk about what is this technology spell and how did we get here so essentially in in a short sentence to define it would be you know never living or being without your device of choice and I kind of define it that way in, on purpose to almost make it sound like a drug When you're at the point where you cannot live without your phone or you cannot live without your video game or you cannot live without your social media um, platform exposure, um, then then you are under the technology spell. So and it starts young and, and this is not I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. I'm definitely not trying to say that I do it right. And this is what you all should be doing. What I'm trying to do here is create a forum where we can talk about and share ideas to better manage and have a healthier balance in our lives when it comes to technology, in particular, uh, when it comes to our children, our youngest generation. So this obviously starts very young. It's a very insidious type of process, how technology um, just takes over more and more of our lives or parts of our lives. And it starts, you know, if you're very young, uh, many of our youngest kids um, grew up with a tablet. And that tablet or that video, if you will, that medium was used, you know, continuously throughout their developmental years. And they grew to, you know, be very dependent upon that device. And I have a couple of quick examples. One was on the news recently uh, at three o'clock in the morning. A gentleman, a delivery gentleman delivery person was driving a uh, uh, crowded boulevard and saw a toddler run across the lanes and across the median to the other lanes. He stopped his car, got out of his car, chased down, picked up this toddler, called the police. This is on the news. And in the toddler's hands, besides the diaper and the shirt on his back, was his tablet. And you can just kind of imagine, you know, what was going on for that toddler. You know, he wanted to play on that tablet. Parents were probably putting him to bed. It was quiet. Finally, he got out of the house. And ran, ran as far as way as he could uh, and, you know, luckily was was apprehended. So that's one example of kind of where we are. Now, that's that's extreme and that's maybe, a you know, a one-off. But, you know, it's, it, it is representative of where we are. Another is um, I was re- recently out to lunch with my eighth grade basketball coach. He's kind of a mentor for me. And we get together every now and then and we met for lunch. And in the middle of our lunch, we noticed that behind us in the booth, was a family of four uh, mom and dad and their two kids both kids were on their tablets one was younger and had headphones and on his tablet and uh, they were having lunch and seated next to them were uh, four women who were related to the mom it looked like friends and, and sisters so they're having this nice lunch the two tables and the youngest toddler the youngest child I should say who was a toddler about four or five. Began to fidget. It became obvious that he had to go to the bathroom, and he, when the mom tried to take him, he did not want to go, and he threw a tantrum. And she sort of let him be. And the father, who had never looked up from his his own phone, uh, said, "You know, he's winning," referring to the the youngest child, the toddler who didn't want to leave his tablet to go to the bathroom. And the mom tried again and got him out of the booth, but he, you know, dropped to the floor and tantrumed and kind of in the middle of all of our tables there at the restaurant. And she felt horrible, I felt for her. We all did, Um, Again, the dad did nothing. Uh, And I'm not judging him, I'm just saying that was the dynamic that day at lunch. It was unfortunate, but that was the dynamic. Uh, She, the mom was at her wits end, didn't know what to do, felt like she was disturbing everybody else and did what she felt was right, which was brought the child back to the booth. Now he had to go. So as he fidgeted more, of the ants from the table next to theirs got up walked over you know took the child by the arm not not with anger but you know with determination and said he's not going to win today and took him out of the booth and took him to the bathroom without his tablet without his headphones and he came back skipping and hopping and ran back into the booth and got right back uh, wired in but you know we all we were all quietly celebrating that that she did that and you know again i felt for the mom felt for the dad too wish that he was a little more involved but um i'll just put this out there hey if it means that we're going to help our younger kids our youngest kids be better about this to learn how to sit among adults sit among their peers their youngest friends sit among and and, and be involved in an activity a gathering without a device if that means that every now and then they're going to be disruptive they're going to raise their voice they're gonna need help, I'm all for it. It's not gonna bug me. I'd rather see that or hear that than watch uh, a child struggle with how to be uncomfortable and break free from a device that that he's obviously dependent upon. Uh, and again, nothing, no judgment on these parents. They're doing their best. Uh, and I think everybody in the in the alcove there where the tables were located, I think felt for them and uh, we actually would have liked to have helped in some way if we could have so there are two examples you know it starts young and then you know it's ubiquitous technology is everywhere and we need it in our lives but it also becomes um, more and more uh, vital or part of our lives for convenience and and then we may uh, struggle with how to best manage that for example just personal devices So smartphones have really changed what a cell phone was and cell phones changed what phones were. And it's a great example of how technology, today's type of technology, innovates exponentially, not organically, not over time, not, not in a linear way, technology advances very, very quickly. And phones are a good example of that. So the fact that, you know, most of us cannot live without that phone, uh, that smartphone uh how technology has been a part of our education now so it used to be all books and paper based and now you know the majority of our curriculum our curricula in schools is uh, driven by technology in some form or another and that's a good thing but again i'm just uh, kind of pointing out how it's really a part of our everyday life uh home entertainment right it used to be that you had a few channels maybe you had cable now you have streaming okay you have the ability to watch Anything and as much as you want, and you also have devices and apps that are that are networked, if you will, through your home entertainment system. And so you have a complete ability. Uh, your children and and we have the, in most cases have an ability to really be wired in all the time. Okay, and that is you know whether it's uh, Alexa or streaming video or uh, uh, having access to online uh, activity, uh, all throughout your household. Um, it's, it's something that, you know, to think about, but it's, again, it's an example of how technology is just ubiquitous in our lives. Uh, think about car travel. You know, it used to be that we would fill the time in the car, talking, playing games, or just counting the minutes, hoping we would get to where we needed to go. And now it's really spent, you know, unless you're driving and when you're driving, we're checked out. You know, we're wired in. We're watching something, or we're on our phone, or we're listening to music. You know, we're not driving just to drive. There's no, there's no kind of shared experience there. Uh, and then, you know, one, probably the biggest impact that we, that's that's affected us is just how you know we have to work. Okay, so in most cases, you know, one parent or both parents um, are out of the house working. Uh, even if we're at, even if we work from home or have a hybrid where we work from home and have an office to go to, when we're working from home, uh, we are usually completely distracted with work and, and not able to kind of, you know, think about how we're being mindful about uh, persuasive technology and in this case, how it might be uh, affecting our kids, even when, when we're in the house with them. But it's usually that we you know don't know what our kids are up to when we're uh, at work. So... There's this whole um, circumstance, kind of a general circumstance that we're in. We're not, again, I'm not anti-technology, but we're talking about, um, you know, what are the risks and what are some of the dangers and what to be aware of um, throughout, you know, the, the series of podcasts um, today. Uh, what I'd like to do is kind of finish by, you know, giving a few more examples. Um, I think. Giving someone your, your, your total attention, or at least giving someone your attention is a gift. You know, and, and Simone Weil, uh said, you know, attention is the rarest and purest form of generosity. And I, you know, I really feel that we're losing that. And whether it's the lack of attention that we provide each other when we are talking to one another, you know, the art of listening, the gift of listening um, is eroding uh if we're not careful uh it's 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 going to be lost uh and what is truly more important than giving someone giving another person your full undivided attention you know the uh the the way phones devices medicate us and medicate us through periods of uncomfortableness or uh sadness um when we're seeking self-esteem when we're seeking affirmation or approval why are our youngest generations going online going to social media to receive or hopefully gain that esteem that false popularity um, uh, from someone they may not even know in, in most cases they don't know uh that that that's truly uh worrisome um also uh when our when our youngest kids don't have that time to uh grow through so so i'm a i'm a toddler i want my tablet i'm going to tantrum i'm I'm the parent i'm not going to give it to them i'm going to uh substitute it with something else something that should keep them engaged for the time that i would like them to to be engaged and i'm going to let that child go through you know the stages that it needs to go through that that the child needs to go through to, to to be okay with that always hard in the beginning and and, and if we stick to it it usually uh, will be okay in the end um, when we let technology come in and take up that time uh, it makes it harder and harder for us to uh, to, to allow our, our youngest kids to develop um, that in those personal growth areas that they that they need to develop um, and devices uh, movies games, do not provide that. Okay. Um, the other is, you know, this rushing mentality, and multitasking, not, you know, uh, the art of being able to focus and appreciate the task um, that you at hand, and to really, and, and to, to produce something of quality, whether it's a a piece of art whether it's a work product whether it's homework whether it's a conversation with another person whether it's uh giving a gift to someone whether it's apologizing someone whatever it is um you know being able to do that in in a more complete substantive fashion without devices or without technology um you know we're seeing now that that many of our kids rush through things especially when it comes to homework because they want to get to their game because they want to get to their phone um they're also multitasking instead of really appreciating the learning experience or the learning process doing research appropriately versus just going to google and so forth um the uh lastly is you know the one thing that i would love uh, our our youngest folks to really be more considerate of and that is you know mindfulness and self-care so you know our Are we and are our kids taking enough time each day throughout their week, throughout their young lives to uh, regenerate, um, to reflect, to meditate, to pray, to, to think, to read Uh, these slower. They appear to be slower um, activities uh, and sometimes it's not an activity at all. Um, but they're slower and they, they help us recoup and refresh and, and gain perspective. That's, and most importantly, is that last piece for our youngest generation is it helps them gain perspective on things. Why did this happen to me? Why did I do that? How can I do things differently? Uh, how, what I am so grateful for these things. Um, I am lucky to have these people, these things in my life you know, time for that. Uh, I look forward to our next podcast. Uh, our goal here, sorry for the paper <laughs> disturbance there. Our goal here again is, you know, how are our youngest folks being present and how can we help them be more authentic in their daily lives? And that means reducing screen time, uh, dependence on technology, video gaming and minimizing, uh, their exposure on social media. Um, I look forward to our next podcast, uh, be kind to each other and let's stay present. Thanks, folks.